This is Beyond Limits. All right, welcome back to Beyond Limits. My name is Ben Edel, your host, in studio today with producer Alex Moore. Hell yeah, we're back, Ben, like always. I know, it's been a while. It's been four weeks since our last podcast, and for that, I apologize, or maybe you're grateful it's been four weeks since our last podcast. I don't know. No one is grateful that we haven't been on the mics for four weeks. There's a good reason why. (laughs) (laughs) There's a very good reason why. Are you you busy? We're a little busy. Okay. Yeah. It's unfortunate when the fun pastime of making podcasts becomes, um, you know, 10th, 12th priority, but apparently it has in the last month, but it's okay. We got, we're going to tell you all about it. Sometimes you got to do certain things to survive and uh, putting the podcast as something that is fun and enjoyable for us and is something that sometimes you have to lose in those times where you're trying to survive. So it's unfortunate, but we're trying to get to a point where we don't have to do that anymore. So that's why, that's why we've been... Uh, Put it on the back burner a yep. little bit. We've been head down. Yeah. Yep. But that's true. And and the good news is, is those we've got a really good story to tell you today um, that we both are experiencing from different perspectives, but also from the same perspective in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and, and we're going to go out on a limb today. Like always. Like always. Yeah. But we're going to go out on a limb. And, and we really debated this. Actually, we've been debating now for about a week. Yeah, uh, whether or not to do this podcast because we're there's a concern about gee, will this hurt Dovetail or will this, uh, you know, be good for Dovetail or will it help the listeners? Right, and maybe it has nothing yeah. to do with Dovetail. Although everything that we're doing has everything to do with Dovetail right now because that's you know the big the big deal right now. So, um, but today, I, well, go ahead. I'm always I'm always scared. When we go into a podcast like this, because I'm like, because I think one thing that's really cool about Dovetail is that the openness that kind of we all have as a team, we always are talking to each other about stuff We're like, oh, yeah, this is really bad. And like everyone knows this is bad. Yeah. And everyone knows when it's good, too. And, you know, so it's like, but then when you kind of when you bring that this new perspective into, okay, now we want, you know, everyone to know about it. It's it's kind of frightening, but it's also fun in that way. And we've always, we've always done it, but it's like every week it's like, oh shit, do we have to tell, do we have to tell them about this? <laughs> yeah. Cause it's a lot of bad shit. I mean, yeah. a lot of times it's a lot of bad shit and there's good shit too, Yeah, but it's the truth. Right. And that's yeah. the point. We want to come out here and tell you the truth because if our experience and my experience can, if, if when it's difficult, can I share that with somebody else? And will it help them? And that's yeah. the question we asked, right? That's the final end all be all. That's the lighthouse. That's where we're like, what's the beyond limits about? It's about sharing experience so that others can benefit and you can benefit. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to tell you the straight dope about what Dovetail's going through and what it has been going through and why. And we're also going to tell you today how we're going to get out of it and how we're getting out of it because we are. And yeah. so that's that's the good part. That's the good part. And so it's, but it's deals with a lot of the, hardest things, which are debt, debt servicing, and turnaround. Ugh. And to be f- straight up honest with you about Dovetail. Oh, God. From the outside looking in, we've created this brand, and we've created these, this Instagram account, and, uh, which is Dovetail at Dovetail Coffee Roasters. Um, that's our Instagram account. Please follow it. It's, it's actually a great, it's a great account. Pretty dope. Um, there's a lot of good stuff going on, and we've got a lot of partners that are depending on us. We've got a lot of people that are depending on us. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's, uh, it's a major challenge because of uh, the situation that the company is in. And in fact, it's very paralyzing. So um, 
we're going to go through and just tell that story, I guess. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, we came to give a little context. I w- was a CEO of the company since 2017. Yeah. And ultimately, the reason I came in was to perform a turnaround. Now, um, I am not a turnaround guy. I've not, at least I, I am now, honestly, but I haven't done that in the past. So I don't have an experience with turnaround. In fact, a couple of years ago, when I was looking at doing some consulting work, uh, before I ever even got on the air with Alpha Media and, and, and so on and so forth with the Ben Edel Show on Freedom 970, I was... Um, I, I, I decided I wanted to be a turnaround guy because I would go into these organizations and, f- and effectively create identity transformations that created a huge top line uh, boost uh, to those companies, huge top line boost, um, and re- relatively quickly. And um, I thought I was a turnaround guy. That was my concept of the work that I did. Now, through a good mutual friend, I got to meet this fellow up in uh, Seattle and uh, go to lunch with him, and he was a turnaround guy. And what he did was not what I did, all right? He dealt with bankrupt companies. He dealt with debt restructures. He dealt with uh, principals at companies that did $50 million a year in revenue. And he would meet them for the first time, and they'd take their pistol out of their waistband and set it on the board table and say, what are you going to do? And he told me these stories and what he did and why. And I was like, I left there going, holy shit, I am no fucking turnaround guy. I'm a, I'm a brand guy, right? And that's very different than the turnaround, but I kind of had this fascination with it. And it's so strange because I took the job at Dovetail because I needed the money and it was the only opportunity there. And the universe, God, whatever you want to say, put me in this spot because I didn't have any other choices. I didn't have any other options. And I took it on. And just a year and a half later, (laughs) I'm a turnaround guy. And I didn't know that. I didn't see it coming. I didn't know that that would manifest in the way that it did, but I did put it out in the universe and things just arranged kind of without my knowledge um, to put me in this position. So kind of originally you go up to Seattle and you talk to this guy, you're like, oh, this is, I don't know. I don't like that. I I don't want to be that. It just (laughs) felt over my head. It was was way over my head. Okay. Right. And so then, but now you're realizing that this, this is who you are now. <laughs> I'm like, this is, what, this is what I'm about. Yeah. I mean, even into my very, to, to my bone, the work that's been going on, as hard as it's been, I mean, and I'm, we're going to tell you how hard it's been. I'm going to give you specific examples of what we've been going through and what we're dealing with. It's been hard, all right? The most uncomfortable uh, business experiences I've ever had in my entire career, hands down, without question, all right? Most uncomfortable. And um, I've also... F- driven home many of days and felt, Oh my God, I love this work. Yeah. Oh my God. I love this work. I'm so grateful for these problems because they're carving me out to be a better businessman. <laughs> Hands down. I mean, I've grown in the last three months personally and, and, and professionally, um, more than I probably have in the last three to four years. Sturdy seas never made for a good sailor. That's right. Right. I love that. And that's what's happening. And I didn't even know I had it in me until I faced the challenges that Dovetail have presented. And um, it's crazy. It's like this weird thing where prior to that, literally four weeks ago, I was so paralyzed with fear that I couldn't even barely move forward. I was a wreck. It was a disaster. I was a disaster at home. I was a disaster here at work. I just could not see how we were going to get through this. 
and the pressure was so hard and the stress was so high that I just, I couldn't even barely function. There were points in the day where I literally just, I could, all I could do is go to bed. I mean, that was it. Could barely do that even. I could barely even do that. I mean, but literally that was the, the place that I was at. And yeah, I, I don't yeah. know if any of you have that experience or not, but that's mine. And that's what I was facing, you know, a, a month ago. In fact, the last, <laughs> the last podcast we did was about entrepreneur, um, depression, depression. and suicide. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, it was, oh, that's yeah, perfectly timed perfectly, yeah. because I was in, I mean, honest to God, I was in that place. Yeah. yeah. I was in that place. My expectations when I took control of Dovetail in April were that I was going to take this company and we were just going to rock and roll. And what happened was is that I, I started to understand the true situation of the company according to its balance sheet. And its balance sheet is so upside down, it's, it shouldn't even be around right now. It should be out of business. It should be completely bankrupt. There's no reason at all that this business should be alive other than the fact that everybody here, including Alex, our roast master, Uriah Labor, you know, we, we're ride or die. We literally just hunkered in and put one foot in front of another. And I had this conversation with my fiance um, a few weeks ago, and she's like, this is what happens. People get paralyzed by a situation and they quit and they can't move forward. And she looked at me and she said, all you have to do is move forward. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you think is going to happen, you put a foot in front of another foot and you move forward. And as we begun to do that, I started to look back even to this day right now. And as I look back at, at what it was like three to four weeks ago, I can tell you right now that it was an illusion. It was a perception that I faced that wasn't really true. And I'd come to a place in this perception or in this illusion that, that there was a wall in front that I couldn't move past. And, you know, maybe that was true. Right? Maybe there really was a wall there that we couldn't move past as a company or that I couldn't move past as a leader, one or the other. I'm just talking about my perspective, right? It's all I really got. Yeah. And what happened was, was that I had to change. I had to change something. And so we got to this place where I was paralyzed, where the company was paralyzed. We had this phone call with, um, and it's cash flow, right? It, there's, we have negative cash flow, okay? That's the, that's the situation. We have negative cash flow due to debt servicing. We've got $120,000 in debt. We do $20,000 a month in revenue. Um, only 60,000 of that debt is long-term debt, right? Long-term debt is easily serviceable with $400 a month payments. I mean, that's kind of what, what we're having. But when you have, um, you know, when you have, $90,000, $80,000 in short-term debt, that's $90,000, $80,000 that people want their money yesterday. It's owed to them, it's due to them, and they will turn off your critical services. You can't get inventory, you can't keep your website up, you can't, you know, things start to, to go away. You can't play, pay employees because you're servicing this debt, and so you're, you're balancing all this stuff, and there's just only so much money coming in, but you can't go out and get more money and do sales because you're pinned down. It's like in warfare, if you're, if you're getting shot at and, and, and the enemy has fire superiority, the bullets are flying, you can't poke your head up over a wall and shoot back. You just have to hunker down. They have the high ground. You're pinned, you know, and, and that's exactly what was going on with Dovetails. We were fucking pinned down. Yeah. Pinned down. All right. We needed to raise money, but you can't raise money because you're so pinned down. Nobody wants to come in. No banks are going to come in and go, oh yeah, you want us to clear up your debt? No, dude, this isn't a credit card consolidation, right? I mean, yeah. this is like, you should, why are you in? You're done. You're toast. Mm -hmm. But here's the problem. I can't give up because the brand is so powerful. The brand is so strong. And people love the product. The product is amazing. We have a secret weapon with Uriah Labor, man. He's so good. 
He's so good. And we, we you know, Alex Moore is running our market. It's so good. You know, mm-hmm. our, our followers are growing. We're landing new accounts. We got Coffeehouse Northwest. We got Jory over on, on North Mississippi. I mean, these are big cafes that are just right in the heart of the coffee world in Portland. And we were putting our flag in the dirt and saying, hey, look who we are. We're up on the shelves at Jory next to Hart and, and Case Study, you know, and, and Barista. I mean, there's no way that, like, you know, we can just, like, quit right now. Yeah. And all these things happened in the last four to six weeks mm-hmm. because we went out there and, we, and, we're, and we're getting that kind of attention. So we've got this negative and we got this positive and it's pretty balanced, but you just can't give up, right? Yeah. So it's almost like this situation where it's like, oh, God, this is horrible. You know, you're pinned in, you can't do more, you need more, blah, 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 right? So, you know, what, we, what, what I did and just going back to what I was saying earlier about coming into this kind of perceived wall where there was nothing more that I could go. And I said it was perceived, but it may have been real, but I couldn't go on in the way that we were. We couldn't do that. Perception is reality. I mean, in a lot of ways it is. And, and, and we, I was looking at, you know, not, not even the edge of the cliff, but it was, it was just the wall. It was, it was the end of that path. It was like, if you're in a maze blind rocking around, you run into the end. You're like, Oh shit, I got to turn around go back and take a left um, and try that route. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's what you do as an entrepreneur. Right. I mean, that's, that's what we do. Right. Yeah. That's our job. And what I real, what I started to do, and this is coming out of a real depressive state, man. I mean, really depressive state about the whole situation and just being so frustrated, man. Like I can't tell you the level of frustration that I felt, man. I, I just, I haven't felt that kind of frustration in, in, um, in so long or, or really I can't compare it in the last 10 years, really like this level of frustration in business. Um, but what we had to do is I had to start thinking about some things and, um, I started to do this inventory. It's, it's, it's like a personal inventory that I'll do from time to time where I look at like, what's the reality, man? Because like you said, perception is reality. And, and sometimes we get in, locked into perceptions that aren't necessarily true or it's not the entire picture. Yeah, that's the important part is you got to make sure that your perception is, is, is true, is, is fact, is real. It's not something mm-hmm. that, you're, that you're making up to kind of to falsify those walls that you're talking about earlier. Yeah, exactly. And what broke me out of that was this inventory. It's like taking a business inventory of your, of your goods and whatever it is that you have. I, yeah. I was looking at like, it was a SWOT mental, analysis. Mental inventory. It was a mental inventory, yeah. but it was, it, it was like a SWOT analysis as well, but it was kind of a modification of it. I was like, what are, we, where are our strengths right now? Yeah. You know, let, let me just look at them. Let me write them down in front of me. What are Dovetail strengths? And I went through, and of course, brand is a big strength. The product quality is a big strength. You know, the ability to sell. Like, I have the ability to sell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll go out and talk to three cafes and close two of them. I mean, I just know how to sell. And we have such a great brand and a great product and a great purpose and a great mission that it makes selling possible. It makes it easy. It makes it um, fun. And, and not everybody says yes, but that's okay. We're looking for the right fit, right? We did another podcast a couple shows back that was like sales isn't about being better than everybody else. It's just being finding the right fit. Yeah. And so we happen to fit really well with, with these cafes and, and more out there now that I, I, can, I don't even know yet because we haven't met them yet, but we will. There's um, so many. And we, we just made this list of strengths where we looked at it and it was like, man, there's actually a lot of strengths here. You know, there's a lot of strengths here. And then look at the weaknesses and the weaknesses were very clear. There were, we, we have high debt servicing. We have negative cash flow. We've gotten the company since April to, to, to pull a net operating gain, right? But the cash flow is what's hurting us the most and paying these critical debts 
these critical immediate debts are hindering us from paying employees on time and, and, you know, taking my own pay on time. And it's causes pressure on their lives and my life and my family's life and their family's lives. And it's really, really, really hard when that stuff starts to happen. Um, and so these are some of those weaknesses. And, and then we looked at the threats and then again, like I didn't look at the threats as like new competition or like you would think about as a normal SWOT analysis or the changing coffee prices or, you know, a tornado in Guatemala. I don't know. Like I didn't look at these (laughs) poor Guatemalans. (laughs) Yeah. Those poor (laughs) bastards. Um, but I didn't, I didn't look at it like, like strictly from a business standpoint, it was almost a spiritual place that yeah. I looked at the business from like, what, what are our real threats and our real threats are the debt. Right. And I started thinking about how do we shore up those threats? How do we mitigate those threats so that we can have time to focus on our strengths and to focus on our opportunities? Right. Yeah. How do we do that? And I have no idea. And then the, and then the, I had this thought, I had this thought about that fellow I met, up in Seattle, who was a turnaround guy. And he did bankruptcies and things like that. And I was like, bankruptcy, I'm going to look into bankruptcy. And so I start looking into bankruptcy, like how, 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 maybe I can bankrupt the business and that will get us into a point where we can kind of, you know, resurge and take care of some of that debt. And, um, I called my attorney at compass law, Charlie Harrell. And I said, Charlie, I'm looking into bankruptcy. Do you know a good bankruptcy attorney? And he goes, "Well, dude, I, I I was a bankruptcy attorney for the first half of my career." And I was like, "No shit, Charlie. No shit, Charlie." And he goes, "Yeah." And he said, "No, no, no. You don't want to go into bankruptcy because it's not enough. It like you guys are so you're growing so fast that like you don't want to do that because yeah. you can't come out of it as a business. You're you're kind of always have that bankruptcy on the record." And he's like, "What you need to do is you need to do a debt restructure." And so I started thinking about the debt restructure, and he explained it to me and how it all works. And then I realized when he explained it to me that if we're going to do a debt restructure, I realized a couple things. Basically, first, let me just explain what a debt restructure is just just so that we all are talking about the same thing. It's when we take all of our creditors into one group and we say, all right, creditors, we got two options left. One option is we go bankrupt and you'll never see your money again. That's it. It's gone. We're bankrupt. See you later. Some appointee from the state will come in and decide what assets to sell and who gets that money. And no one's going to like what, how that plays out. <laughs> no one. Nope. The other option is, is that we can take the debt and take all of our creditors as a whole. And this is something you have to do where you go out and you face everyone and you say, this is the situation. It's very humbling, uh, but it's also very empowering. We take all that debt in a whole. And then we can pay you 10% of our revenue and we'll distribute that 10% of our revenue each month pro rata by who is owed the most money. That's it. So if $700 is, is a debt that's in our restructure, they'll get $10 a month you know, for 24 months <laughs> or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And, um, and it sucks for them, but then we've got some big ones like 20,000, 40,000, you know, they're going to be getting the majority of that until it's paid off. But it takes some of those are five-year loans or five-year notes, and they're going to bring those down to two years. So there's some benefits. You're going to get your money back in two years. But the general concept is you get your money back this way, or you don't this way, right? We shut the doors. You don't get your money back. You, you, you come into the, into the restructure, you get your money back. And, and what I realized was that 
that was a, there was a lot of power in that. There's a lot of power in that. In leverage. Fact, there's more leverage, more power, and that's right. There's it's leverage. Yeah. It's it's you get you can pull way more weight with the leverage than you can without it, right? And so there's a lot of leverage in owing money because the money's gone. You owe it. They want to get it back. And there's a lot of intimidation and threats and everything else. But if they if they don't go with this, even one of them doesn't go with this and sues us out of business, all the rest of them lose their money. Now, I didn't create this situation. I didn't fully understand it. I didn't create it, but I'm going to fix it, right? And that's the pitch. So what we had to do was of all the pressure you can imagine that I explained earlier, all the pressure that was upon us, me as the, as the responsible party, the leader, and, and all the pressure on the company, the only way out of that is to push against that pressure. You just have to push against that pressure with the right leverage. And we identified that, we identified those strengths, and we created a 90-day forbearance. So for the next 90 days, we don't have to pay, we're not paying any debt that's in that restructure. And then after that point in time, we start paying the restructure payments based on the, the third month of that 90 days, what that revenue was, 10% of that. And what that's done is, is it's given us an ability to everybody, as, all of us as a company, We've come out and we've focused ourselves on building, on, on changing some of the broken policies that existed in the company in terms of you know, tightening up our cash cycles, um, creating policies where people have to pay up front to get the coffee. Um, and, and I've talked to our most important customers about these things and they all say, that's, how it, that's, how you're, that's fine, that's great, we appreciate, we want that. That's yeah. better, mm-hmm. you know? And, and many of our creditors are really pulling for us because they love what we're doing, they love what we stand for, and they love our brand. And, yeah. and so I got a lot of them were just like, okay, that's fine. Even one of the business partners owns, is owed money that's going into that restructure, right? And, and it's gonna help us come out of this in the end. It's a two-year game, right? It's a five-year game. And in April, May, in April when I took it over, I cut the losses in half in, 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 in April, cut them in half again in May. And then we got, a, we got to a point where we damn near broke even in, in, uh, in June and in July. I think we're going to have a small surplus on our, on our operating net gain. And so the trajectory is going up. But there's, it's such a complex scenario because we have to, we have to get ourselves unpinned. And we have to get out there and grow. And in the next 90 days, the strategy for Dovetail is to gain, is to double its business and get to thirty-five dollars to $40,000 a month. If it can do that with its current um, uh, uh, headcount and uh, with its, with, and I believe it can, it's like four or five cafes in the next 90 days. Yeah. And we have six right now just in the Portland area. And I think we can, we have that leverage that we can gain and gain. And um, if we can do that, then... We could even turn that 24 months into 18, right? So it's very, 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 very interesting to be to go through this process, get stuck on that wall, have all the emotional feelings and fears and everything around it, but then to take that step back and say, okay, this is between my ears. And what's going on really? And what are the options? What do we have the power to do? You know, it's like this, it's like this serenity prayer. You know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. I can't change the debt that's accumulated over the last year and a half in this business. I cannot change that. 
Um, but it asks for the courage to change the things you can. And I've had to have hard conversations with people that need the money. They need the money. There's some, some, there's a couple people, individuals that are owed money by dovetail that are just individuals. They need the money and it's hard. It's, it's affecting them. And I, I feel, damn it. If there was any other thing I could do, but if I don't do what's right by dovetail, dovetail will not continue to exist. And there's something I've learned. I've talked to a number of my business mentors because I have business mentors. Don't, don't think I don't. <laughs> don't think I don't. And, and some of them are just really, really good. I've got a couple that are just really, really good. And when I talked to them, both of them told me something in two different conversations when I was asking for advice and, and direction and experience of their experience. What was your experience? Have you had experience with this? You know? And first off, I don't like taking advice from people that haven't had experience with it. I, I just don't take advice from someone that has experience with it, whether they failed or succeeded is irrelevant. Their experience is so valuable. Um, if you're in that situation or about to be, but what they told me was, they said, Ben, you know, there's one thing over all the years that I've been doing business. There's one thing that every successful entrepreneur business person does. And that's what they have to. They do what they have to do. It's not about, man, this is uncomfortable. I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want people threatening to sue and getting mad and getting angry, but I have to protect the company. I have to protect my family. I have to protect my people and I have to protect this company. And that's my responsibility. That's my lighthouse and in that order. And so if you're on the outside and I fear having uncomfortable conversations or even scary conversations that I don't know the outcome is once I make this move, I don't know what they're going to do, right? These are the kind of these are the kind of scenarios we're going into. I cannot worry about it. If I'm taking care of what I'm here responsible to do, I just have to do it and I have to let the outcome be in the hands of the universe. That's it. That's it. That's what it comes down to. But so often, so often in my career have I made bad deals or have been a coward to do what needed to be done because I was afraid of an uncomfortable situation or causing damage to somebody that could come back and hurt me even harder. And that fear has stopped me from doing that in numerous occasions, in numerous events in my life and in my career. And that's what I mean by the growth because that's what it takes. That's the growth of a leader right there. I'm telling you, I am experiencing it. And today I'm, I no longer fear doing what has to be done. And that's where the reward is. That's where the wealth is built. It's in building. It's not in the having it's in the building. And so that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And I hope. I really do hope that we can get on and do a podcast next week because <laughs> <laughs> this is so goddamn f much fun. Yeah. It's better to talk about the shit than, than go through it sometimes. It is. But you know, through it all, I, 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 to, to this day, I remain inspired Yeah. by this company. I remain inspired by its people because they've hung in. 
And I feel like there's something bigger at work than me. And it's my job as the leader to understand my job and what it is I'm to do. Mm. Do you know what that sound was? Someone who doesn't know how to slurp coffee. <laughs> I'm practicing. <laughs> if you slurp it, it kind of sprays your tongue. <laughs> but the reality is, is that I'm drinking a Guatemalan La Soldad. It is so amazing. It's delicious, yeah. Big caramel, finishes with a big dark chocolate. Throw a little raisin in there too. Can't forget that yeah, dried fruit. Like dried fruit, a raisin. Uh, or I get a, the or raisin. Like Other people get something else, but dried fruit. Fig definitely. maybe. Yeah. But God dang, man, that dark chocolate and that caramel is a, is unreal. Did you know that, what is it? Wine has 225 aromatic elements. Yeah. And coffee yeah. has over 700. Damn. Yeah. Three, three times as much. You can keep your wine. I'm drinking coffee. Thanks for <laughs> listening. All right, Beyond Limits is powered, fueled by Dovetail Coffee Roasters. No, they're not roasters. We don't fucking roasters or anything. Why do I say that? I don't know. It's powered by Dovetail Coffee, right? Right. Right. Oh, God. I'm sorry about this. <laughs> he's oh working on God, it. So he's working good. on learning how to sip coffee right now, so and he's, he's very excited about it. And it it's so good. <laughs> DovetailCoffee.com. Go check it out. Find out why we're stronger together. Strength and connection. Coffee joint. But it's also brought to you by Cascade Web Development. Look, I've said this a thousand times. I'm going to say it a th another time, at least uh, probably not a thousand times. But if you're blogging about kittens, that's fine. Go with WordPress or some other free piece of shit website. But if you want to scale your business, you better go to Cascade Web Dev. Go to CascadeWebDev.com. Check out their evergreen platform. It is unreal. Uh, any bonehead uh, can change content and grow your website. Um, very simple, very easy to use. And um, they have a lot more other, a lot more other. Oh, that's good English, right? No. Oh. But if you want uh, samples of their Take websites, check out benedel.com and dovetailcoffee.com. That's a good point. Both are created by Cascade, Cascade Web Dev, and they do awesome stuff. Contact them at cascadewebdev.com, or you can give them a call. Who uses phones anymore? 503 <laughs> 2700. Hey, text that phone number. See what happens and just let us know. <laughs> Don't do it. Tweet at me. <laughs> hey, um, the other thing you got to realize too before we uh, move on is that uh, Cascade Web Dev does a lot of other websites as well that are much bigger and more successful just in case you're um, concerned. No, they're good. They're good. Just check out those two. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Mazama Media. You guys ever wonder how you search something and I don't know what you're searching and I don't even want to know, but when you do search it and then you log into Facebook or whatever and you get hit with that search ad, they're like, wow, how'd they do that? Yeah. Sometimes I talk about something and then I see it on ads. Do you think they do that stuff too? They're listening. They are. What the hell? Mazama Media. They'll help you do that to other people. It's amazing. <laughs> Go check them out. Mazamamedia.com or give them a call. 541-728-0558. Ask for Bud. He's the owner. Definitely ask for Bud. He'll, he'll love it. He'll love it. He might be out mountain biking or... Yeah, you won't answer his phone, but yeah, ask for him. Yeah. He's busy. No, he's not busy. He will. He will get back to you. Bud's awesome. And um, tell him that um, Beyond Limits sent you. Oh, <sighs> you got to get your shit figured out. And... Um, if you're going to get, not you, oh. your shit's pretty well figured out. <laughs> but if you, the listener, you need to get your shit figured out, your financial shit figured out. You got to go to impactcfos.com. That's also um, one of our 
beloved sponsors. Um, literally, they're a game changer. All right, all joking aside, um, Impact can do uh, the job of an entire financial accounting team from CFO all the way down to bookkeeping um, at a fraction of the cost of hiring it yourself. And you got to go check them out. Impact CFOs. Don't forget the yes, impactcfos.com. Uh, you can also call 503-810-5303. Talk to Scott. He's a CFO. And he's not like a tax accountant. He's like, you know, just business. Try not to fall in love with him because we already have. I know. He's, he's taken. Yeah. All right. And then also when it comes to getting your shit figured out, um, there's finance and there's legalities. And uh, either one of them can fuck you in business if you're doing it wrong. And Compass Law will show you the way. Compass Law. You gotta have clarity, you gotta have security. You gotta know that all your shit is ironclad. And when I do contracts myself, it's not. It's fucking so stupid. Okay. Compass Law, LLC.com. <laughs>